And uh, I want to just open up a little bit of scripture for you this morning that would help uh, give uh, an understanding of what God is doing in us collectively and also in our lives individually right now. One of the greatest scriptures, um, I just think it's just an amazing scripture, and it's in, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in verse 9 to 10, and it says, just as it is written, whenever it says just as it is written in the Bible, I always ask the question, or well, where else was this was this written? And if something's mentioned twice, it, or more than twice, it has uh, significance. So the other place that you see when, when the Apostle Paul is saying, as it is written, the other place that he's referring to is Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 4. We've got that up on the screen, Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. They haven't quite got it yet. Yeah, so this is, the, this is the reference that he's going to. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard or perceived by the ear, nor the eye has seen any God besides you, who acts for and on behalf of those who wait for him. Who acts for and on behalf of of those that wait for him. So this is the scripture that he's, he's referring to. And so he adds one more in. He adds one more line in that wasn't there in this particular scripture. So in 1 Corinthians 2, it says, uh, just as it's written, for these things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard and which has not yet or not entered into the heart of man. All that God has prepared for those who love him. Amplified version says, who hold him in affectionate reverence, who obey him, and who gratefully recognize the benefits that he has bestowed. In verse 10, for God has unveiled them. Somebody say unveiled. And he has revealed them to us through the Holy Spirit. For the searches, the Holy Spirit searches all things even sounding and measuring the profound depths of God and the divine counsels, things far beyond human understanding. There are things that God, the Bible says, has prepared for those who wait for him. Things that the eye has not seen. There are expressions of God that, are, that he wants to manifest through our life into the world. Things that no eye has even seen or behold, no ear has ever heard, no sound, no, just nothing that ear has heard, nor has ever entered into the heart of man. I love what the Passion Translation says. It says this, things never heard of or discovered before, things beyond our ability to even imagine. These things, the Bible says, that God has prepared for those that love him. I believe that we are living in those days now. If you can imagine, just uh, I believe this is happening, unfolding in, in a number of different expressions. I mean, if you look at what the world is, ha what is happening in the world right now, we're in about what is known as the fourth industrial revolution. In other words, there are things that are being invented and produced right now that no eye has seen before, no ear has heard before, neither has it even entered into the heart of man that such things could be possible. If it is happening today in the world, what more 
has God prepared for those who love him and are hungry in their pursuit of him? Just as the world is seeing things that have never, if you think about what, uh, what is, if you talk to Paul about some of the technology that we have today, he would be beside himself. He would think, no, that has not even entered into our heart. If you think even in the industrial world today, there are things that are being happening, there are things that are evolving now, that in 10 years from now, you'll look back and think of the technology that you have and think, well, that's just... We could never imagine that life could be something. I mean, if some people here, maybe not here anymore, but there are some people here that, would, that you would know and have experience of ways of doing life that now is completely changed in a new way. When I was at IBM, uh, I went to the IBM research facility in, uh, about seven, six years ago. And one of the things they said there really struck out to me. He said... Uh, I, I can't remember the exact figure, but I think it was about the, the, the 40%. He said 40% of the jobs that we have now were non-existent. They were non-existent 10 years ago. In other words, they just weren't even there. They may have been thought about or imagined, but they were non-existent 10 years ago. The question they said, the challenge that they said was, how do we now prepare people now for jobs that are not yet existent? If you think about that in a natural sense, but if you think about that in a spiritual sense as well, that just as though the world is developing in such a pace and such a rate, that things that you have not experienced or not even entered into your heart or imagination will be unfolding in our lives in the, in the, in the years ahead. You think about new fuels, for example. So many people were used to one set of fuel. There'll be things, there'll be ideas that'll be dropped into people's hearts and minds of new ways to provide energy, for example. There'll be new ways to communicate. There'll be new ways to uh, do life as we, know, as, as we know to do it. There'll be new things that God wants to release in the hearts of his people. There are new things, things that you have has not even entered into your heart yet. But God... The Bible says will reveal to them, they have been revealed and they were waiting for us to experience them or, or, or come to an encounter with them. So what, the things that we're living in, so all these things that God has prepared, the Bible says when you prepare something, you prepare it for a time. Whenever you prepare anything, when you prepare a meal, you prepare it for a time that is to come. You prepare something for a time that is to come. So God has prepared things for you, experiences for you, things to put into your heart, ideas for you, dreams for you, possibilities for you. There are things that God has set outside. Interesting that the word, the Hebrew word for time and space are the same word. So God has placed things in a, he has stored things up in, a, in, in the spirit for you, ready to drop into your life, into your heart at a particular and appointed time. There is a reason that most of us are even here in this church, because at some point, some people here never even thought that they'd even be in this building. But at some point, how is it that you think that you even got here? At some point, there was an idea. There was something that just alive in your heart that is, we should go to Bay City Church. Who put that there? God put it there. Why did God put it there? Because there is something else that he is prepared to unlock into your life. You thought you made that decision, and you did make that decision, but you made that decision in response to a spiritual influence. 
if God put it in your spirit that he's put you into this church, then he's done it because he wants to release something into your life, something that has not even entered in. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that a floor sander like me could speak to a president of a nation? Who would have thought? Had never even entered my mind. Ever. But there it's happened. Who would have thought? I wonder what God has prepared for you for a time. One of the things we think about time, most of us think about time in a linear sense. In other words, time that has a beginning and an end. We think about time as in uh, just a one, oh, look at this nice piece of jewelry down here. Um, we think about time as like a, a, a beginning and an end. In other words, we're just waiting for our lucky day that God will show up. We're looking for the lucky day that God will just all of a sudden just break through for our lives. I don't believe that's the type of time he's looking for. There's another type of time. It's called uh, seasonal time or circular time. In other words, it's not a linear where we're going for it. It has a start and, 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 a, and an end. But a circular time has seasons. In other words, you go through seasons of life. You go through seasons of work. You go through seasons in your life that either keep going round and circle for the same and never progress, or they go round and round. And every time you go round, you come forward and come into a new season of your life. The question is, what is the season that God has placed you in right now? There is always a space. God is, never does things accidentally or randomly. So God has prepared things that has not even entered into your heart yet. Things that have not even entered into your imagination yet. But he wants to reveal they're available for you. Who would have thought that some people would be a pastor? <laughs> but at some point, it got entered into their heart. Who put that there? Well, the Lord put it into their heart. And it says, for those who, all these things that God has prepared for a particular time, not a lucky day, but in the outworking of the story on your life. So when, he, when, when Hebrews or Jews would, would consider time, they wouldn't consider it in a linear type of perspective. They would look, they would they would evaluate it in terms of their journey. In other words, where they were on their journey of life. Some people, they get stuck in their journey of life. The linear time keeps going on, but actually the, the, their story, their life story, just seems to be stuck in a particular role. Huh? The other way that the Jews would look at, the Hebrew would look at this with, with, the, with time would be the past, the present, and the future, which is always moving in a circular motion. So it was always, they were always asking the question, where am I in terms of the story of God's plan for my life? So some people, you can be moving along the linear time, but never actually progress further and discover the fullness of what God has for you. Because it's easier to miss the season that God has for us. It says, God has prepared those for those that love him, for those who respond to him, for those who worship him, who are loyal to him, are committed to his family. And it says, and it goes on to say, for God has unveiled them and revealed them to us by his spirit. This is how these things or these spirits, these experiences are conceived. So the Bible, the, the, the other translation, which I like, it says, which have not entered. The other word for entered means uh, have been conceived in the heart of man. So there are things that God conceives, that sin can be conceived in our heart. But also possibilities, dreams, 
the things that God has for you and I, for us as collectively as a church, they are, the best word to describe it is conceived. In other words, when you consider the Bible, when you consider what Christ has written, the kingdom of God is within you. So inside every person, if you understand, I'm not going to talk about the birds and the bees right now. Most of you will get the idea. <laughs> but conception takes place when there is a, a, a seed and an, and an egg come together that is cultivated inside of a womb. That's essentially how it works. The egg was always there. See, the kingdom of God is always in our heart. The day, but the Bible says before we were even born, he ordained us and fashioned us inside of our lives. So there was a part of the things that God has for you that are already in your life right now. They were there the moment that you got, before you were even conceived, God had them there. But for many people, they don't even know it. But there comes a time, the Bible says here, where the Holy Spirit, makes, he, he reveals them to us. In other words, one of the things that causes those things that God has for us is through revelation and through the seeds of the Holy Spirit. So when we receive the Holy Spirit into our life, when the Holy Spirit comes, he imparts seeds into our life. He imparts something that, that gets a hold of what's already inside of us and begins to cultivate. There are things in my life they were always there before I was born. But it took the Holy Spirit to come and release a seed inside of my life to start to bring life. For God has revealed them to us. He, he, and then he goes, so before you were already born, God already had things in us. How does he do this? He imparts things into our spirit. How does he do this? One of the things I believe is this. There are two There could be many ways, but for the sake of time, there are two ways I believe that God puts things, the Holy Spirit puts things into our spirit. One is sovereignly. In other words, nobody prayed for you. Nobody did anything for you. The Holy Spirit just came upon you and put something in your spirit. Someday you just had a, I'm going to be a a pastor or, or, or whatever it is. But another way that God put seeds into our spirit is through people. For me, most of what God has placed in my spirit has been through people. That is why I believe such ministries are coming through Bay City right now. It's because there are seeds that the Holy Spirit wants to put inside of your heart something that's already there in order to produce a new life inside of you. Something that you have not seen, something that you have not heard, something that you have not experienced, something that you never ever thought was possible. I believe we're in a day where the Holy Spirit will drop seeds. And and the thing is, when a seed is implanted, sometimes you feel it, but a lot of the times you don't. It's small, it's seed. It starts off really small. But it's got to be cultivated, just like a womb cultivates the embryo. In the same way, we've got to cultivate what's been implanted into our life. Often, when the Holy, we have an expectation that the Holy Spirit will just come and drop it all already fulfilled inside of our life. I can tell you that doesn't happen. <laughs> if you're a mother here, you will know that the baby takes time to develop. <laughs> it takes time for it to grow. It takes time for it to mature. One of the things I believe is this. Most of my, what I believe has come into my spirit that is manifesting in my life now has come from people. 
It has come through my pastor, my, my, my Pastor Mike and Joy, my own mum and dad, but it's come from other people of God. How did I get it from them? Very simply, honour releases the seeds of the Spirit inside of your life. Honour will cultivate an impartation of seed into your heart. That's why the Bible says whenever you honour a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. In other words, when a guest ministry comes through, when you come hungry, when you cultivate your spirit, come hungry. When you, hung, when you honour them, when you appreciate them, when you value them, when you stay committed to the course and not run away when things get tough, not run away when things get a little bit wobbly, you stay committed to the course, you will find that that seed will start to grow inside of your life until it comes that you're birthed. Something that you never ever thought or imagined. It comes by serving well. Elisha received the mantle because he served the prophet. So many people expect that it will just come sovereignly. Well, it does come sovereignly, but the way that it comes through is mostly through relationship. Hello? So when we have a ministry through, when we have a resident ministry here, that's why I want to be able to create a culture of honor that we honor what the Holy Spirit wants to impart into our lives through people. The thing is, once we get an idea or become too familiar with people, that familiarity that we have with the people will stop the impartation of the Holy Spirit inside of our life. That's why it's important that I personally make sure I don't get too familiar with my father because I don't want to miss out on the impartation. (laughs) Then we find we go through seasons and get positioned in in environments where what has been conceived in our heart starts developing and gets shaped. It's one thing to like the idea of having all these new things, but most people don't like the process. And it's in the process of the environment, it's in the process of the developing, it's the process of the shaping is where the seed or the embryo that God has placed in your life can be aborted. Because of our understanding, because we start to think the way that man thinks, because we start to think not as how God thinks. A couple of places I believe that for me personally, I'm very grateful for what the environments that shape my life. One is the workplace. I know people that got an idea they want to be a great pastor one day. The moment they said that, I thought, I'm watching you from here. Because, one, <laughs> who am I to argue whether God has put it in their heart or not? I'm just going to assume that they have. So the first place I want to see is how they handle themselves in the workplace. Hello? How do you handle yourself with a boss? How do you handle yourself when trouble happens inside the workplace? Because it's something that happening when you develop your character, when you develop, there's something that is built into your life when you apply yourself into the place of work. Some people I know, they want to get out of their place of work because it's toxic. Well, how about this? Maybe it's not toxic. Maybe it's just all designed by God to flush things up in your life, to shape character, to shape your thinking, to shape your heart, to shape your spirit, to shape things inside of your life. Maybe, and I would say highly likely, that God has ordained the whole thing. Actually, look, there are some places that are toxic. I I, I understand that. But there are times where God, I believe, designs spaces and and designs experiences for you to walk through and to develop and, and to cultivate the seed inside of your life. How 
will you learn commitment? How will you learn not to quit on God if you can't first stay committed to your boss? How can you expect God's blessing to come over your life when you're not doing a good job in your workplace? Hello? What about in the house of the Lord? One of the things about why we, why is it that we come and preach and worship passionately? Why? Because worship creates an atmosphere. Praise, prayer creates an atmosphere. The house of God is designed to be a family. It's designed to be an incubator where the seeds were one that you would be uh, imparted with something of the Spirit of God inside of your life. But two, that it would also be a place where those seeds are cultivated. Cell groups, learning to run a cell group. You want to be a great, you want to be a, an apostle one day? Fantastic. Start with working with a cell group. Start working with, a, start shepherding God's people. Start being faithful with the small things. The Bible says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Every embryo starts very small. The, the fact is, whether you will quit before what God has already placed inside of your spirit, will you quit? before it's come to maturity? Or will you stay the course? Hello? There are some environments that seem toxic because you are just uncomfortable or being challenged, whereas it's been designed by God to flush up stuff in our heart or in our thinking and to shape us and develop us. But some people just quit on it. Some people just quit on it. I'm grateful for a, for a boss in my early days that helped me just to keep going and to work hard and to apply myself and not quit and not stop crying when, when I get a few blisters on my hand, you know. It's kind of stay the course, don't quit. I'm grateful for the people that, uh, that created the environment for me to grow in. There will be a day that when you apply yourself, when you are faithful with what's been imparted inside of your life, when you are hungry for an impartation of the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you when Apostle Patty comes, I, I'm, we're going to be fasting this week. Why? Because I'm hungry for an impartation. Some people will come begging one day for people to minister on their life. <laughs> but you're not hungry now. Hunger, hunger for the things of God, a hunger in your spirit to receive what God has for you. That will cultivate something, and it will cultivate growth inside of your life. Apostle Maldonado spoke to me, charged me to cultivate hunger again in our nation. I want to cultivate hunger in you again. Cultivate the environment in your heart that you'll be hungry for the things of God. Hunger creates an environment where things can grow. Honor creates an environment where things can grow. Love and truth creates an environment where things can grow. Just because you're feeling a little uncomfortable, it's awesome. Don't quit before your time. Don't quit before what God has placed inside or what God has prepared for you. Don't quit just because things got a bit hard or you got offended over something. Don't quit before your time. Create the environment where you're just going to keep pushing forward. You are going to 
Hold on to the space that God has put you in. If you're in a place of work right now and you're being challenged, fantastic. I bless your boss. <laughs> in the house of the Lord, come hungry. Don't drag yourself in and barely clap your hands and then expect God to unrelease them. That's not going to happen, I promise you. <laughs> come hungry and learn to grow. Learn to de- develop an atmosphere around your life that cultivates expectancy. I love this last scripture. Because many people have an idea that all these great things that the eye has not seen, that the ear has not heard, that has not entered into the heart of man, many people have an idea that is this is just confined to heaven alone. Let me assure you that it is not. These things are things that God wants to unveil inside of your life today. I love what the psalmist said. He basically says the same thing. In Psalm 131 verse 19, How great is your goodness. Hello? How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who reverently fear you, which you have prepared, somebody say prepared, for those who take refuge in you. The last word, the last line it says, before the sons of men. In other words, that tells me this, that it's before people, before the sons of Adam, before the people around you. In other words, it's in your lifetime that God wants to show His amazing goodness. Things that you have not heard, things that you have not seen, things that have not entered in your heart, they are for now, they are for this life. They are the life for the life that you are living now. They'll, they'll be manifested so that people will say, there is the goodness of God. Yes, there'll be, one, there'll be things in eternity, but there are things for us now, church. Nobody has seen a church grow past 2,000 people in Hawke's Bay. Why can't it be us? Nobody has seen a, a teenage apostle yet. It could be here. Why not? Why not? Why could that not happen? Hawke's Bay just saw its first billionaire in this last week. No ear has heard that before in New Zealand. Why cannot not be for the sons and daughters of God? Hey, there was somebody here, they were, they were, they were, they were broken, they were a drug addict, they were, came from a broken family, but they found God. They came committed. And my goodness, look, now they're on the, they're on the rich list of New Zealand. Why, why can't that happen? Why can't that happen? Don't just think that the, spirit, the blessings God wants to pour out of your life are solely, uh, solely spiritual. God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you. God wants to lift you up. Who could have seen some of the things that God has done? But God is so much more. We haven't seen it. We haven't heard about it. We haven't experienced it. We can't even imagine it. But yet God has it for you. And if we would cultivate a life of hunger, if we would not quit before our time, God has caused some people to be apostles around the world, but you got caught up over a stupid offense. 
Young people, God has called you to be great pastors now. Great business people, great artists, great educators. Now. So don't get caught up in the things and environments that are just going to cultivate, that is just going to bring you down. Older people. Don't just be like the rest of the older people and just finish your days out. Dream dreams, the Bible says. Why not? Don't let unbelief get in your heart. Don't get the things of the world. Don't get worldly thoughts into your mind where it's just about David or it's just about the... No, 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 no. No. Let's create an atmosphere around our lives and in our hearts of worship and honor and loyalty. Let's not quit when things get a little tough. Let's not run away when the boss starts to correct things into your life. Let's not just throw our toys out of the cot and run away because God called me. No, He didn't tell you. He's just flushing something up inside of your life and it was your own soul that was telling you, you need to go to somewhere else. (laughs) No, 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 no. God just had you right where He wanted to. There's plenty of times I could walk away because God told me. But actually, no, God's called me here. Here. And as long as I stay here, I'll stay in the will of God. I'll create create an atmosphere for God to help me. Stay humble. When there's issues, uh, just repent. (laughs) I want to experience what God has prepared for us, prepared for me now in my life. And the same I want it for your life as well. Today, I bless you. I wonder, and just in closing, I wonder, just close your eyes. Beyond what you could ever imagine. I wonder what new horticultural initiatives that have not been developed or no ideas yet that are just waiting for you. I know of people that I've seen the inventions in the shop today where they have been invented by somebody having a dream and the Holy Spirit dropping the blueprints of a particular product and they sketched it out right then and there. That product is now around the world. I wonder what ideas, what new things, what experiences, what assignments that God has for you that haven't even, it's in your heart, but it hasn't been awakened yet by the Spirit of God. I believe that we're in a time where there's going to be a fresh impartation. I'm looking forward. I'm so grateful for the ministries that have come recently. And I received, there was something I got in my heart. I tell you, there was something that was imparted into my spirit from these people that have come through. I'm going to cultivate it inside of my heart and it will grow and I will see it manifest inside of my life. I wonder what God has prepared for you. Why don't we just stand up to our feet? If you're here for the first time, you're here and you've never invited Jesus Christ inside of your heart. You could make a decision right now, friend. The fact that you are here today is because the Holy Spirit has drawn you. The Holy Spirit has drawn you. You may have made some decisions and hopped in your car and come here. But if you're here today, you have never, ever received Jesus Christ. He has brought you to this place because there was something inside of your life that He wants to bring out and see fulfilled.
you could make a decision right now. There are people here today that you may be going through some challenges. You may be going through some challenges in your workplace. You may be going, wrestling through some issues in your heart. I want to encourage you, my friend. Stay true. Stay loyal to what God has entrusted to you. Because the Bible truly says, for the eyes of the Lord roam true and fro for over the earth, looking for those hearts who are loyal to Him, to whom He may show Himself, demonstrate Himself strong. Friends, I want to encourage you, stir hunger up in your heart again. If you've walked away, if you've allowed the other things to distract you, you just lift your hands right now as we worship. And let a hunger in your heart start to arise. You may not even know what to do. All you've got to do is just lift up your hands and say, Lord, I'm hungry for you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I submit my heart afresh to you. Lord, I yield to your hand upon my life. I yield to your shaping over my life. Lord, I may feel like I want to run away and quit, but my Lord, I stay true to your word today. Come on, why don't you just lift up your hands this morning. Let's worship him. Father, we thank you for all the good things that you have prepared for every person and for us collectively here today, Father. Father, we thank you for the release of the Holy Spirit into our lives. We thank you for the man and the woman that you are sending into this place, that you have positioned into this place to plant seeds of your kingdom, to plant things and to, to impart things into our spirit. Holy Spirit, we honor those that you send. We honor those that you have sent today. Today we stir up hunger in our hearts for your apostle as she comes today. My God, we pray today for a fresh outpouring of souls. Lord, we pray for miracles that we have not seen or heard or even imagined. I pray today in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for our young ones today. Lord, I pray that there'll be awakening in their hearts. Father, those things that have not yet entered into their hearts, Lord, let there be an impartation in Jesus' name. Father, we make a fresh dedication to you, to hunger, to pursue you, to serve you. We love you, Lord, and we're so grateful to you for your goodness to us. And all God's people said, come on, all God's people said, 
forget Apostle Patty next well, this Saturday night 6 p.m. Sunday and morning and Sunday night camp out here on Friday night if you need to camp I don't care I'd love to have you here but come hungry amen